ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Glowing Weak Point, the show where we come at you with a little bit of energy this week. I'm your host, John. With me, as always, my co-host, Wombat. That's me. Wombat, what's your Glowing Weak Point? I was thinking about this, and I've had kind of like a homebody week this week. I haven't, I haven't done a whole lot, but um, okay. A couple weeks ago, I like technically became an uncle. My my girlfriend's oh, sister. Oh, congratulations! Had a baby. Um, and I didn't go because um, ju- the the day before her mom had said that she was uh, she had COVID and she was under quarantine. So I was like, mm, even if she's in a different room, I don't really want to go and get sick. But yeah, but like they went down, uh, Cadence and Mitchell, they went down and they they saw the baby and they held the baby, and gave gave her sister some time away from taking care of the baby all the time. Yeah, yeah. So they got to they got to meet their niece. That was good. I'm happy. My okay. my glo- yeah. my glowing weak point is their glowing weak point. Ah, it's their happiness. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. What about you, John? Um, man, life's just not been great for me lately. <laughs> no, it's been rough. No, this is this is a bad time of year for people who work retail. It is. Um, yeah, regardless of what type of retail you work, this is a bad type of year for you. Yeah. Um, I... Because you work, what, like, customer service? Some shit like that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, at the customer service desk, or are you behind the scenes? What's what's happening? A little bit of both. Um, a little, little bit of both. Okay. And it's... Yeah. It's a lot of, of customer-facing stuff, and it's not fun. Yeah, it's ever. a bad time of year to be at the customer service desk. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, yeah, add, add to that some, some unfortunate happenstances of two of the, the few people who could do the same thing as I do are out for medical reasons. Oof. Um, yeah. So... We're incredibly short-staffed, and it's it's <laughs> it's a bad time to be short-staffed. <laughs> um, the, just a bad time all around. Christmas, yeah, it's a bad time. Yeah. Oh, so shit, it's five days before Christmas. Oh God. Correct. It is. Oh, Today God. is the twentieth. We are recording on the twentieth. Um. I I guess um. I'll, I'll pick two things, both Christmas related. Okay. Uh, one one is I've 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 gotten and given one gift each. Um, I, I got an early Christmas gift from uh, one of my coworkers who <laughs> has no patience whatsoever. She she cannot stand waiting to give people things, and she also can't handle giving things either really like she she doesn't know how to just pick something for someone and then give it to them right so like she she had like three different bags there and she was like 
do you like this mug? And reached in and pulled out a mug from there. Or this one. Or this water bottle from this other one. <laughs> Pick which one of these three presents you want to be yours. Right. That's a Listen. That's a good way to do it. Just get... I mean... I if you have five friends, then you get five presents, right? And then you pick your yeah. favorite friend and you go to them first and you say, <laughs> okay, so I have these five things. This is what they are. Which one do you yeah, want? Yeah, then you go to the next one and, and you, they have four choices. Four things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good... And at the end you go, Merry Christmas. Yeah. This is a... your shit that nobody else wanted. That's a good method, I think. Okay. <laughs> um, it's totally so. not fucked up to rank your friends. <laughs> yeah, it's totally not. <laughs> um, uh, flip side of that, uh, one of my coworkers who's, uh, today was their last day before they went to the hospital to get their hernia fixed that they've been sitting on for three or four months now. It's a long time to be sitting um, on a hernia. Yeah, yeah. Not doing anything about it. Yeah, yeah, it is. So this was the earliest time they could get it in. Um, and they, they decided to go for it because they've already hit their deductible. So, <laughs> What's the worst that can happen, right? Yeah. Um, so I went ahead and give gave him his Christmas gift early. I'm basically giving everyone and and every one of my close coworkers uh, approximately the same thing. I'm giving them like a a fun pair of Christmas socks. Okay. A hand painted little wooden snowman. Um, with presumably their favorite color. Had to guess for a lot of them. <laughs> um, for the ones who like hot stuff, I'm giving them a bottle of homemade hot sauce that I, I made a while back. And uh, everyone also gets a jar of homemade mango salsa. Oh man, John, did you did you mail me one of those homemade <laughs> hot sauces? I did not. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you mail me anything? No, I'm broke. I have no money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and uh, I gave it to him two days ago, which was the second to last day I saw him, because uh, I was worried that with his hernia and everything, he'd just be in too much pain to come in today. Yeah. Um, but but he came in and was like, uh, I've already eaten half the salsa, and <laughs> and I had the hot sauce the other day on some tacos, and it was lit. So... <laughs> lit. <laughs> so, I was excited to hear that. Always happy when people enjoy a gift. Yeah. Um, Flip side of that, I'm working on, uh, I, I spent some time with my brother, uh, helping my sister with her Christmas gift to my mother. <laughs> it's complicated. That sounds like it's a Christmas gift from the three of you then. <laughs> so it's, uh, 
Uh, I mean, Mom, if you're listening to this, stop. Because uh, this will technically come out before Christmas. But I'm 99% sure she doesn't listen to this, despite the fact that she's like pointedly asked me for the name of the podcast three or four times now. Right. So I'll, I, I, I talk about my life. And, and so I'll be like, yeah, so on the podcast the other day, we were talking about blah. And, oh, and what's, what's the name of the podcast again? Uh, okay. Okay, glowing weak point. Yeah. Writes it down, puts it in her phone, whatever. There's, there's no absolutely way. does not um, go and listen to it. No, no, no there's, there's absolutely no. Why way. would she? <laughs> yeah, but, but if you are for some strange reason, uh, skip ahead like ten minutes. I cannot imagine she's we, in our target demographic. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's not out here playing Destiny Two in RuneScape. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, my sister has been giving her calendars, uh, like very personalized, like scrapbooky calendars for the last 10 years at That's this point. That's a long time to be giving somebody calendars. Yeah, so like she does a calendar for the year and she puts like family pictures on it and dresses it up a whole bunch. She's, she's good at scrapbooking. Uh, so it, it looks really nice and it always, it always makes my mom cry. Um, so her idea for this year was doing the, that trend where you, like, you get an old picture, uh, like, from, from way back, and then you recreate it. Right. So she's doing that with, uh, with the calendar. So there were five photos that I needed to recreate, and three of them included my brother. So we got together and and recreated them. One of which I, I am an actual infant for. So, <laughs> that's cool. So did one of them have to, like, swaddle you up and hold you, grown <laughs> man that you are? No, no. <laughs> fortunately, fortunately, I was in one of those, like, rocking chair thing. The, like, the, like bowl that, like, rocks. Oh. Got, like, a spring on it, so it just rocks back. You, you can just, like, kick yeah. it with your foot and it rocks. Um I was just in one of those swaddled up in a, a blanket. <laughs> the, the thing that is incredible to me, though, is, is my family's ability to uh, hold on to things. Yeah. Because the the baby blanket um, that that I was in back then, oh, they God. still have. And you still I, had it? Yes. Uh, it was... They held on to it and they gave it to my oldest niece. Uh, so I had to borrow it from her. Um, That's too long she was to hold on to a baby blanket. Uh, dude, the pictures from when I was a literal infant have my brother, who is seven years older than me, in the same behind blanket? me and stuff. No. Oh, okay. He was wearing a t-shirt. No. No. Two of the photos of which I am either an actual infant or just above it, like like definitely just single digits. <laughs> he had he had both of those t-shirts. Oh no. And he wore both of those t-shirts. How? He was 7. <laughs> no, well, yeah. <laughs> it's insanity to me. I was like, there's there's no way 
It was like you you need the you had a Star uh, Star Wars tee on. He was like, uh, which one? I was like, I. I, I guess I could tell you it was this one with an ATAT on it. This no speed. Like, I got that. What? <laughs> what? How do you? How do you have that? <laughs> how does it still fit you? Did you take it to a tailor to fucking get it refit? What no. The fuck? It, it just it just still fits. It's incredible to me. I don't know any fucking um, grown person who still fits their fucking clothes from when they were seven. That's not a thing. That isn't a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I reject this premise. It's it's crazy. <laughs> you okay. can see in the old photos it was a little bit large on him, but not much, but yeah. It fits okay. him. So, scrapbook uh, pictures. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's just let's just move on now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're talking about the games we played this week. Okay, I hold played on. the same two we played every week. Yeah, and so did you. I wanted to talk about this before we got into it, actually, because you know, yeah, with the with the new year comes uh, comes a new season, right? And correct, a, a new season yeah. of glowing weak point. And uh-huh. last year, we we implemented some changes to the show. We tried to shake it up a little bit, you know, get some... We did. We, we shook some positive. jazz hands. Um, yeah. And I was thinking, maybe we do that. Maybe we do that this year, too. So, John... I, I think we should. What I wanted to do, at least for my end, is I want to put together... A full, like, there's a site called Backloggery where you can hold all of the fucking games that you haven't played in, in like, a catalog kind of form, right? Okay. So, I haven't been playing any of fucking games other than RuneScape because I have an addictive personality and I've been fucking sucked into this (laughs) void, right? Yeah. So what if, what if, like, every two weeks... You gave me a game from my backloggery, and you said play that. And I don't get any—I don't get any veto power the first time you suggest a game, like like the first time a game is suggested. I I don't get any veto power. Now, if you suggest the same game again in the future, and I don't (coughs) want to play it, then I can say no. But the first time—that's—that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But the first time, I have to play it. Okay. And then that way we yeah. at least have a different game up here. Like, every, uh, every time we talk about games. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then... That's 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 a good idea. And we could do something similar with you, because I know you have a fucking Steam library of, like, a thousand games, and that's just on Steam. Uh, I actually don't. Um, oh, no? Looking at... Uh, I mean, outside of the ones that I've already, like filtered into um, categories, which are like less than 100. I was being I a only have uh, 148 uncategorized games. So, I, I according to this, I have 274 games total. Oh, I thought it was like in the 400s or something. Huh. No, no, I'm not, I'm not crazy like, uh, <laughs> like a lot of my, uh, fellow players still 
Like that's a that's a good number to start from, and you have other games at home. Like we both we could yeah. just both put together a fucking backloggery site and pick games for each other. Okay. And yeah. That, and that shakes things work. up. It won't just be fucking RuneScape and Destiny Two and Guardian Tales all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, does it have to be? <laughs> I mean, I think I think it'd be good for us. It it, it would be good for us to get uh, break out of our comfort zones that we've we've landed ourselves in, particularly <sighs> this last season. This uh, season five has been the season of just we've played the same three games. <laughs> yeah, it really has. Uh, I, largely due to, um, I'd say me working more than you used to, working more than I should. And me um, being addicted to this this one thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very, very addicted. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, we can give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> and then if we want to shake things up even more in the future, there's also this this thing called Fortune Cookie where you just let let chance decide what you're going to play. It just pulls a random thing out of the backlog. Okay. Yeah. So how does it tell what's in my backlog versus what I've finished? Um, I think on the... I don't know too much about the backloggery site, but I think they have, like, settings for, like, not played at all, um, played but not completed, and completed. I think they okay. have categories for that. Okay. Yeah. But we can hop into well, it now. Then. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you played RuneScape. What did you, uh, skill up this time? Um, you know, I, I want to tell a story about a, a fun little interaction I had with the game. I doubt that. So in the in the game, like monsters sometimes drop clue scrolls, and they they come in varying like difficulties from beginner to easy, medium, hard, elite, and then master. Okay. So I got a hard clue scroll, and I was going through it, and I was on like the third step because what what it does is it it gives you a clue and it says, okay, go to this place and dig, or go to this NPC and talk to them. Uh, or stuff like that. Yeah. Sending you all over the world. And I got one that told me to talk to a, the bank character in Piscatoris Fishing Colony. Okay, so Piscatoris Fishing Colony is locked behind a quest. It is locked behind a high-level quest. And... While you do enter the colony early on in the quest, it's an instance. So that version of the bank character doesn't count for the clue. So even though this quest was not on my list of stuff to do anytime soon, uh -huh. I was like, I can do it. So I spent an hour and a half doing the quest swan song. <laughs> just to get the clue scroll. 
And it was a fun time. I wouldn't have done Swan Song until probably like one of the last ones otherwise. But I had I had a good time killing sea trolls and shit. Okay. Yeah. A sea troll. Yeah, so the, the story is that p- the fishing colony is being attacked by sea trolls, and you you enlist the aid of the wise old man to go and help them. Okay. And, yeah, and, and you kill the sea trolls and save the colony. It's, it's pretty straightforward, but you fight a big old sea troll kraken queen near the end. Ooh. That was cool. It was fun. I liked it. I didn't get jack shit from the clue, but <laughs> it was the worst clue I'd done all yes. week. <laughs> yeah. Fucking like 20k payout from a from a hard clue. It was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... But I had fun. Okay. Other than that, that's like, good. I mean, I don't know. I just kind of, like, go around in the game. I've been training Slayer recently, and Slayer is, like, a really slow skill to train, because what they do is you you go to a Slayer Master, and you talk to them, and, you, and they say, okay, go and kill X number of monsters. And then you go and find the monsters, and you kill them. And they give fucking jack shit for experience, and it takes you two hours... <laughs> And then you go back. Like, it's a way to level your combat skills, and your combat skills level up way quicker doing this than Slayer does. Yeah. Because you'll, you'll, like, spend a whole, like, 30, 45 seconds killing a monster, and you get 120 Slayer experience for it. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. killing the monster alone got you, like, 500 strength experience. Like, that's the yeah. kind of fucking difference in in experience we're getting. Yeah. So, <clears throat> my Slayer is now level 61, and it won't be leveling again anytime soon. <laughs> Not because I won't be doing it, but just because it's so interminably slow. Yeah. Yeah. It takes its time. It does. In the worst way. It's probably the single slowest skill in the game. <laughs> Worse than smithing. Worse than smithing. <laughs> uh, smithing. So bad it's made your top seven worst games of the year. And Slayer's not going to overtake it, because smithing is more boring. But, uh, All right, well... Tell me about Guardian Tales, John. Guardian Tales is uh, still enjoyable. Um, this is... We're, we're back to another week of me not actually playing any levels in the game. Uh, but I did reach some, some grinding goals. Okay. Um, I... So one of the things you can level up is is you could you've got like your guardian level and you you just gain that mostly passively over time um and or you get like guardian points that then once you reach thresholds with that you you can level up with it but i reached uh i think it was level 180 in guardian uh, level, 
and I couldn't go beyond there until I had seven, uh, not exotic, um, epic exclusive weapons. And I did not have seven different epic exclusive equipments. Uh, so I spent a lot of time, uh, summoning equipments and right <clears throat> purchasing uh equipments from the store and there's a uh special activity right now that uh based off of how you're playing the game you get these tokens that you can put into this and uh earn it, it's a capsule game like but it's literally a capsule game uh it, it's a giant capsule machine um, but one of the things you could get from it was uh, uh, epic, whatever the, the all the a- adjectives are, uh, <laughs> weapons. And uh, I finally got it, and as soon as I got it, which I've been trying to for a week and a half now, I think. Right. Now I'm level 198 because I had backed up on my... Uh, all the points I had. So once I hit the threshold to allow me to hit the level, then it just shot way past it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still still having fun in there. I, I was planning on playing the actual game uh, again soon, <laughs> but uh, work has gotten in the way. We'll get back to it one Every day. time. Yep. Uh, then for my other mobile game that I played, uh, Legends of Eidolon, I, I believe last time I talked about how I was working towards not having to play the game anymore. Uh Uh-huh. Um. Have you reached that point? I have not. Damn. So, I, Games are always the best when you don't have to play them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I needed to get my character to a certain map so that they could kill the creatures there so I could get the drops from them in order to build a device that allows me to automate things. And I did all of that, and I built the device, and level one of the device doesn't do what I need it to do. Oh, no. So now I'm, I have to... Uh, slowly build the second tier of it to see if that one has the thing I need, but it's probably gonna be a few beyond that. Um, yeah, the the automation arm from Eidolon, and uh, hey, let's see. The automation not arm? the se- yeah the second one helps the third one helps the the fourth level of it is what I need okay you need the fourth level of the automation arm uh-huh and what does that do for you it automatically deposits oh no shit I feel like I you're reading this, this and, and it's not as useful as you're thinking it is. 
No, it's still useful. It's just not what I thought it was. Uh oh. <laughs> Damn, I'm still going... gonna have to play. Yeah, it's not taking yeah. me to, to never having to play the game again. <laughs> yeah, shit. Damn. I might actually have to keep playing this game that oh, I'm no. enjoying, actually. <laughs> How dare this game make you want to play it? I know. It's the worst. So yeah, um, still enjoying both those games. Um, Eidolon takes too much time right now, so I am still trying to get through that so that I can um, have more fun with the more enjoyable stuff and um, not have to bother with the, the lame shit. Right. Okay, do we want to do we want to talk about Let's, this? Here's here's the deal. I think that we could talk about it later in the episode. I, I I think I think we should go on to game facts, the facts about the homescapes. Oh, you put up game facts for this fucking <laughs> bullshit ass <laughs> mobile game that we played? Uh-huh, you betcha. Why? I have had this one planned since the beginning of the season. Is that why you set this aside for the final episode? Correct. Why? What? What is there to learn about this thing? Because <laughs> this was a shit game. This... Like, it, it was just... It was the sh- shitty-ass bullshit puzzles from fucking Ebony combined <laughs> with all the bullshit from Lily's Garden like but worse it was worse than Lily's Garden like I understood uh, okay that's you okay there? it's the puzzle the puzzles were so babyish like every single I couldn't I couldn't leave my finger off of the screen for two seconds Without it screaming at me, there's a match over here. There's a match over here. Yeah, yeah, it it definitely does. You uh, notice that? Help you a lot. Uh-huh. Um, Handhold you like a fucking little yeah. little baby down the street. Yeah. Homescapes uh. is a casual puzzle game developed and published by Playrix for Android, iOS, Windows, and Mac. Who's who's playing this on their computer? Who who <laughs> who's doing that? That's insane. It's, that's a fantastic question. Like this is a toilet game if ever a toilet game has existed. Oh. For sure. Like, this is absolutely a toilet game. Um, so garbage. Yeah. Um, in homes, in homescapes, you play as an unnamed, this is inaccurate, you name yourself, an unbodied yeah, advisor to newly graduated butler Austin, who returns to find his family home in disrepair and must redecorate and in some cases rebuild it in order to keep it from being sold. Was he newly graduated? Yeah. Because man looks like Jenkins. Man... Yes. Man looks 50 if he's a day. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. How long does it take to become a butler? Uh, apparently about uh, 800 years. 30 years of schooling? <laughs> yeah. It's important work, butlery. Yeah, sure. And then and then he just goes home. He doesn't go find a place to be a butler. Like what what I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. To perform I, these renovations, you must spend varying amounts of stars gained by completing match 3 puzzles, as well as the occasional pin-pulling, escape, or problem-solving minigame. Oh god. John, did you find so Austin has this game on his phone that he likes to play. And every now and uh-huh. then you get a little bonus level where you do some bullshit. Like one time it was like cleaning up a woman's bathroom so that she could use it. I'm like, what the fuck is this game he's playing? But were you as yep. bothered as I was by the occasional levels they have where they're like, you're, you're pouring coins into a fucking pauper family's fucking coin jar. Yep. That was fucked up, right? Yep. Like, why was that a thing? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but it's a fantastic question. And did you make it to the one where they're in the desert and you have to fucking pour water into their, their jar? No, I didn't make it that far. <laughs> I was like, whoa, they fucking escalated this shit. This is real dark. Yep. It's so fucked up. And that's the, that's Austin's favorite game. Austin's a fucked uh-huh. up dude. He is. <laughs> also, if you know, the stars are exactly the same stars from Lily's Garden. Like, it's literally the same asset. The same Oh, art. yeah, no. It's... The the thing... We'll, we'll get to this at the end, I guess. But I, I guess we can touch on it a little bit. The thing that shocks me the most about this game... Uh-huh. Is, is the fact that it's not made by that developer. Right. Like, which one came like, like first? This... Because one of them needs to fucking sue the other. <laughs> Uh, I guess I can look up Lily's Garden and see when it came out. Well, um, while you do that, I'll read this next fact. Okay. The Match 3 game features the standard array of multi-match power-ups, with four in a line making a rocket to clear a row or column, four in a box making a paper plane that deletes adjacent pieces and one far away, five in a line making a bomb that destroys a 5x5 five five square, and six and beyond creating a rainbow ball to delete all of a particular color. Um, one of the things I found particularly fucked up with this game is how psychologically manipulative it is with these fucking power-ups. Because you get a ton of them on a screen, right? Uh-huh. And then at the uh-huh. end of the level, uh, they all go off. And they make a uh-huh. whole bunch of jingling sounds and explosions and stuff, and you're... Your coins are going up slowly, and, you know, coins don't actually matter that much, but your coins are going up. And then any leftover moves that you didn't use for the game, those get transferred into into power-ups on the board, and then those all go off. And then more of the fucking tiles come down, and those can form matches. 
and form the balls and the the explosions and shit and then they all go up and it's just so much it's just they're really trying to get the fucking dopamine hit in like real mm-hmm. hard real mm-hmm. hard mm-hmm. did you find out which one came in for came out first i yes it this came in uh like two years before okay then homescapes needs to fucking sue the shit out of lily's garden because Lily's Garden is just this game. <laughs> yeah. it's That's all it no, is. It, it absolutely just... Yeah. <laughs> um, as of September 2021, the game had 7,390 match three puzzles and 10 minigames, most of which were later in the game. However, nearly every ad released by Playrix heavily features the minigames. And as such, in 2020, the UK Advertising Standards Authority banned their ads from the country for false advertising. Good on you, fucking UK, for having, like, actual laws that you enforce. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) You forget that laws can be enforced sometimes living in America. Yeah, you you forget that they can do anything. Yeah. (laughs) Like, these people can be stopped. (laughs) yeah it just doesn't ever actually happen Um, since then they have pushed the minigames earlier in the game although of the 10 minigames the majority featured in ads still don't actually exist what? they don't exist? you designed them for the ad just put them in the game yep (laughs) just put them in the game they're not there you can't what the fuck I don't understand. Why are people like this? I, I'm i lost. I don't know. I'm don't lost know. at sea without a paddle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going insane. Despite its false advertising, Homescapes has done well for itself, getting 28 million downloads in its first week. More than 540 million downloads all time, and has earned more than two and a half billion dollars in revenue. Jesus Christ! Yeah, and there aren't any ads in this game. No, except for the ads for itself. Yeah. <laughs> so every single one of those is a microtransaction. Yeah, that's people paying two bucks for more. S- more fucking attempts at a puzzle and shit. Yeah. <sighs> That's that hurts me. That hurts me like uh-huh. Games like this shouldn't be allowed to exist. Like that's that's where I stand here is like you you shouldn't make 2 and a half billion dollars off of this game. You you throw this <laughs> game together with assets off the Unity store in a fucking afternoon and you call it mm-hmm. a day and then you make two and yeah. a half billion dollars fuck them <laughs> man uh, I just had to stew in that for a second let's move on uh, <laughs> aside from its mini games and match three gameplay it follows a recent trend of offering three options to choose from to decorate things and features a limited story, although great detail is put into filling out its characters' lives, 
with each character getting their own profile and daily posts on the in-game Facebook ripoff. That existed? I never found that. Yeah, no, it's it's in there. You can click the um the button you click to play or to to spend the stars has four options on the left side and um the the to-do list is at the top of that. Then there's a news feed and that's where you can see all the posts and and there's pictures and friends and you can click on the friends and see who their friends are and um because i'll be honest they've posted i didn't meet more than five characters including austin oh yeah uh i mean my my friends list is uh only four (laughs) (laughs) does that include the parents yes and austin and Austin counts as his own friend. Oh no, yes, because you're playing uh, the uh, the correct, fucking yeah, disembodied spirit <laughs> looking yeah. down on Austin from above. And you get to see Austin's eventual girlfriend, Catherine, because there's no way they're not fucking. Right. She came to the door once. Yeah. Yeah. That was enough to register on the Facebook thing? No. No. Okay. Well, yes, yes. She she is registered on the Facebook thing. But okay. Like, it, it doesn't say anything about them fucking. I mean, right. They they will though. But no, it's it's just like Lily and Luke in Lily's garden. Like they're gonna fuck. I called him Luke, mm-hmm. didn't I? Yep. Was that his name? Nope. Austin. No, from Lily's garden. Oh, dude, I don't remember. He didn't matter. Because I realized I called him Luke, but I might have just done that because he reminded me a lot of the Gilmore Girls character, Luke. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's accurate. <laughs> so I'm not sure if that was his actual name or if I just got him confused with Gilmore Girls yeah. Luke. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I have no idea. It could absolutely be Gilmore Girls Luke. <laughs> let's let's move on. Oh wow, this one isn't surprising. Wow. <laughs> Playrix was founded in 2004 in Russia, where they made several largely unheard of casual games until mildly hitting it off with Gardenscapes, a hidden object landscaping game in 2009. A lot of these fucking scam games are based in Russia. So many yeah. of them come from Russia. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I read that and I was not surprised in the least. <laughs> yeah. As most companies do when they hit gold, they keep digging. And Gardenscape's Mansion Makeover came out three years later. Since it did well, too, the boom began. Gardenscapes, too. Aquascapes. And farmscapes were all attempted, but the hidden object market isn't that big. So they pivoted. And what better series to pivot to than Gardenscapes? (laughs) (laughs) So in 2016, they released Gardenscapes New Acres. Uh. So, I mean, like, I I guess it makes sense. You, You release a game and it does really well. And then it does well enough that it gets a sequel and a spinoff 
Yeah, I mean, a, a mansion makeover spinoff. I've played Game Dev Tycoon. I've I've yeah. reached points in that where I was like, I was scraping the bottom of the barrel for money, and I, I and I'm looking through my past catalog of games, like which one of these did real well? Um, okay, you get a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no artistic desire behind it. I just. No. I just need money to keep my fucking game studio afloat. (laughs) Now, to to be fair, um, it is not in Russia anymore. Uh, It it is now in Ireland. Oh. It's, It's an Irish company now. I'm sure there's some shady tax reasons for that. I am 100% positive there are shady tax reasons for being in Ireland. (laughs) I wouldn't doubt it. History is cyclical, which we can see here once again. Gardenscapes is successful, so they released Gardenscapes Mansion Makeover. Gardenscapes New Acres is successful, so they released the Mansion Makeover Homescapes. Despite some individual poor reviews from more credible reviewers like Polygon, in general, it has been critically well-reviewed and publicly reviewed since at an average of 4.5 across all platforms, with some people genuinely liking it too much. In 2021, famous Russian rock singer Zemfira... Zemfira? Zemfira. Zemfira. Released a new song an animated music video titled Austin entirely about the main character of the game due to her fascination with him. What? Yeah. He's I listened a... to it. It's not that good. He's a fucking <laughs> block of wood. What the fuck? Oh yeah. Oh There's yeah. Nothing interesting about that character. No. Not a single thing. No. There isn't. <laughs> I I can agree with this. Um, I want to listen to that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, John, I mean, John, do you think I would get in trouble if I made that the uh, the end song for this episode? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yes, I, I do think that you would get in trouble for that. Do you think Zemfira would really notice? Uh Ooh, that's a that's a tough question. Right. I think I think I could get away with ending this with Austin. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you couldn't. Okay. Uh, John, what did you think of the game? I had a different opinion than you. Okay. I thought that the game was significantly better than uh, Lily's Garden. Uh, First of all, it's a match three, not a match two. Yeah, I mean, the puzzles are more thought out. Yeah. And, uh, I will uh, give it that. Yeah. Plus, uh, even even without it, 
say what you will about the quality of the the puzzles it it has other puzzles on it besides just the match three yeah I mean they barely exist but yes they are they barely there. exist <laughs> but they are there which just by default makes this a better game because it has more things in it that are interesting and and I enjoyed the puzzles I I mean they're very simple yes they're they're really simple and when they're not simple but, they're bullshit yeah like I, I I quit I quit the game when I hit one that had so it teaches you about like these boxes and you you match next to the boxes and they go away it's the rocks in Lily Gard- Lily's garden right yeah. Yeah. But then I got to a level, and, I, and I'm and i like, okay, there's boxes here again. And then I'm matching next to the boxes, and the boxes aren't going away. And I'm like, what the fuck? What's happening here? There's tape on the boxes. The game doesn't tell you this, but you have to match next uh, to these boxes twice. Twice, twice to yeah. remove the tape, and then once to get rid of the box. Yeah, and also, that's, that's a pretty standard... Uh... Also, John, there's two rows of these on each side of the fucking <laughs> this is the fucking screen <laughs> so I'm like yep. what the fuck are you expecting me to do here I have no idea <laughs> because yep. you also only get like 12 moves and you have to get shit down to the bottom of the screen and the fucking boxes are in the way yep I hate it Especially since they've been so fucking uh, simple up to that point. Like, like baby yeah. shit. Baby shit. And then suddenly it's like, uh-huh. curveball, here's fucking impossible hour. <laughs> I think because they want you to use up all your boosts so they can then sell you more boosts. I think that's what yes. they want. They, they wanted me is. to exit out and use up my boosts and do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, um, I mean, the the brunt the, the, the of the story. Game, you go, go first. For it. No, no, I'll wait. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I, I was gonna say the brunt of the game is still just like Lily's garden shit. It's just fucking. Oh, we're in the house, and the house is in disrepair, and let's let's fix the house, and we'll spend stars to to fix the house. And and then like like you said, you pick between three different things, and I, I guess the story is like like his parents want to sell the house, and Austin's like, no, don't sell the house. It's such a good house. My my great grandfather built this house with his own two hands, and so yeah. I mean, it's it's. Just, I mean, it's it's. It's the exact same story, with the exception of, uh, you're not an idiot who's had her life fall apart. Because, like, Lily's Garden was, Lily's Garden was frustrating to me, because her life was such shit. 
Right, I mean, and, we pointed uh, it out. It was the fucking Stardew Valley backstory. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad life and, in the city, this, working a bullshit job. Move out to Nowheresville. Farm the land. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think the story, as incredibly simple as it is, is better in this game. Um, there's certainly more things to do. Uh, I honestly, the the other game, there is literally only ever two things you can do. You could play a match two puzzle, or you can uh, click a button to spend a star. Right. Um, you have no stars, this one, you do the puzzles. Yeah. Uh, but this one, like, sure, there there is the, the Facebook ripoff if you want to explore that. Um, there's, uh, you know, other puzzles besides just the match three. There's the, the pin-pulling Ebony puzzles, and there's the, um, whatever twist things around to make the water coins fall in the right spot um, puzzles. And apparently, later on, there's like, guide the person through the maze puzzles. Um, so, it's it's not, not difficult puzzles ever, but it is something different you can do. Um, I did guide coins through a maze into a pauper's jar. Yeah. Yeah. That shit is so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just insane. Yes. It is. It was a, it was by f- That's not how you say that. It was it was not nearly the worst game we played this season. Correct. It it was better than Lily's Garden. Is better than Ebony. Is better than Age of Origins. Like, oh, I guess Water yeah. Sword existed too. I had a better time playing this than I did Water Sword. See, I don't understand that at well, all. Well, it's because I didn't want to pay for it, so I had to fucking leave the game every time I wanted to do the next <laughs> level. That's that's right. Now I remember. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I think this game was better uh, than than Lily's Garden, and and honestly, than a lot of the the hot shit that we've had to suffer through. Yeah, but fortunately, this was the last of the season. This is the last episode of the season. No, more. we're not playing. Well, it's not the last episode of this season. Okay, you're right. We we do we have a weird ending episode for for this the end of the year yeah. season. So um but it's it's the last time we're pl- like spending we're about games. 3 months about this this terrible terrible tier of uh of games. Yeah. Now we'll still play some in the future. Like I've I've still got like eventually we'll play Clash of Clans or <laughs> the one I, I wish we had gotten to, State of Survival, which is Age of Origins. It, it, it's just the same game. 
Right. Um, I, I So I, I, I do want to get to that one just to see what the difference is, if any. There's probably um, not one. It, it probably, probably is just like they stole the source code and put up the yeah. same game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but as so long as I get my nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine percent off um, packs that I can buy, then <laughs> it's absurd. Uh, but yeah, so we yeah, have a I'm, list I'm looking... down here like twenty long of other mobile games John wants us to play in the future. Yeah, and a lot of these I'm I'm genuinely looking forward to. Um, Why didn't we play any of those this season? <laughs> because this this season started out being all about uh, horror, and what could be more horrible than uh, playing this shit? I don't think those two words are technically etymologically connected. <laughs> I th- I think they are. I'm not so sure. Horror, horror and horrible etymology. Um, come on, click horrible etymology. Uh, they both come from the Latin horror, uh, for tremble or shudder. Okay, fine, I'll give it to you. Yep. <laughs> Except for that pronunciation of fucking Latin. What the fuck? Uh, I, I mostly speak uh, Latin American Espanol. So, uh, I mean, technically that, nobody knows how, how Latin, Latin was pronounced, but like... Correct. I don't think it was order. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know that. I, I have the feeling it wasn't. The Spanish have to have gotten it from somewhere. <laughs> It's called Latin America for a reason. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Let's move on. John, we finally reached the last time we'll be reading Infinite Dendrogram for a while. A good long yeah, while. Yeah, a pretty good long while. I'll miss talking about it with you. <laughs> I'll miss yeah. reading good books. That's what I'll mainly Me miss. too. <laughs> Me too. Because, cause like, I already know that the next one's not going to be great. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so let's let's enjoy this last good recap. <sighs> Breathe it in. Okay. So today we're talking about Infinite Dendrogram 5. Those who bind the possibilities. This volume is a direct follow-up to the previous one. Having defeated the Ray Starling killer at the cost of his left arm, Ray collapses and passes out, while Nemesis, Liliana, and the Royal Guard move to protect him. Franklin reveals himself to not be a man of his word, shock of all shocks, and pulls out a backup button to release all the monsters. He presses it, but nothing happens, because after defeating Velderbell, Marie had run around town, collecting the jewels that held the monsters and destroying them. That that one was was such a deus ex machina. I mean, uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't so much to me, because they did set up, like, uh, she can see past um, con- concealing skills and shit. 
and she knew these these things existed. It made sense to me that that might be what she does. Okay. Yeah, especially since like she had given up on fighting Franklin directly after after fighting Velderbell. She'd used all of yeah. her skills and shit. So it, it makes sense that she would put her talents towards something else in that instance. Mm-hmm. Completely pissed off now, Franklin enacts his plan to attack Gideon with 56,862 monsters. <laughs> Very specific number. Uh-huh. And decamouflages his embryo, a giant plant fortress capable of holding tens of thousands of monsters of his creation. As he releases the first 5,000, he says that not even he can control them after this point, as they exceeded his minion capacity and he had to release them. So, not even killing him will get them to stop attacking. Yep. Because he's Gotta a take piece them all out. Shit. He's a giant piece of shit. Yeah. Is, I believe, what you were about to say. Yeah, he, <laughs> Franklin sucks. Franklin does suck. <laughs> and he's he's not nearly the worst superior in the series, is the thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, we already heard about the like like child rapist superior from or, uh, Legendaria least, or something. At least the pedophile, yeah. The Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, not nearly the worst. I think there was an offhand yeah. mention of someone named Candy Carnage. Um, also, not the worst. <laughs> King, uh, King so of Plagues, would... Candy Carnage. <laughs> uh, who would you say is the worst? Um, there's one called La... La something. La Crema. La Crema. So Lacrima has this thing where they can so their their job is a slave trader. That's the that's the job they've taken on. So yeah, it's first of bad. all, they 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 trade slaves. Disappointed to read that in in this uh book as well. Yeah, um but Lacrima takes it a step further by modifying people that they own and destroying all sense of, like, conscience that they have and turning them into, like, single-minded weapons of war. Yeah, I don't like that. And, like, instilling self-destruct shit in them and stuff. It's... Lacrima sucks. I've... Lacrima is the most disgusting one that I've had the displeasure to read about in these books. Like, worse than yeah. the genocider King of Plagues, in my opinion. At least yeah. then you're just killing people. Yeah. Yeah. Ray wakes up, and he, Nemesis, and the Royal Guard move to fight the monsters. They aren't able to do much, but they do slow the monsters down a bit, and soon he is joined by Marie, and just a few moments later, Rook and the Masters who had been frozen by Hugo. This enrages Franklin even more, and realizing that Hugo had betrayed him, as Hugo had to have intentionally unfrozen the Masters for them to be free this soon, he releases a big dinosaur monster that instantly cuts the number of fighters down by a third before turning his sights on Ray. 
Um, I also didn't mention here that Ray instantly saw through Marie's fucking camouflage this time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, thanks, Marie. <laughs> She's using the same fucking voice changer as Zoon Yu also. Yeah, and she shows up as, like, the the superior killer. Yeah, the, the cloud like, of mist. We'll, we'll fight later. Now we need to fight this thing. He's like, uh, sure, fine, Marie. <laughs> She's like, wait, wait, what? And then they have a fucking little skit in the middle of this shit. It's like, guys, get your priorities together. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, well, the dinosaur never does get a taste of Ray because Shu appears in front of him and kicks the dinosaur into the sky like he's blasting off Team Rocket. And proceeds to tell Franklin that he'll kill every one of his monsters. <laughs> this, this is this this is the best part. This is just of power the fantasy. Book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's power fantasy, but it's not the main character who's the fucking fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like they note they note that Shu does not have. Shu has, like, a thousand agility. In a game where agility is, like... Agility and endurance, they've said, are the meta. Like, you you have agility, you have endurance. That's what lets you fucking uh, survive on the front lines. Shu said, nah, I'm just gonna have, like, a hundred thousand strength. And that's, like, (laughs) nothing for agility. Yeah, she's... Shu is, uh... The the girl from I put all my points in defense. Yeah, yeah. The twins from later in the show. Yeah, it, just I put all my points into strength, endurance. Yeah. Eh, fuck it. Agility. Eh, fuck it. Strength all and, the way. And then he's he's able to do it. And they they talk about this because he's like he's a he's like Magnus Carlson, Kung Fu fighter in yeah. real life. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 thinking twelve moves ahead, and and he puts his fist where you're going to dodge to. Yeah, so you just kill yourself by hitting like he punches where you're about to be, and then you die because he's right, and and he does this perfectly Against every hundreds time of monsters for thousands of yeah. <laughs> He's a god in human form. <laughs> no, he is a god in bear form. <laughs> well, he wasn't in the bear costume for this. He, it, well, because we learned it changes form and it can become a bear pelt that that obscures his face, but leaves him fucking bear chested, rippling with muscles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, bear chested because he's a bear. <laughs> Um, Shu then begins to obliterate monsters with taps of his fingers, essentially. Even those who get grazed by his punches die instantly. And at first, Franklin thinks he can still take Gideon, as Shu is clearly a 1v1 type of player, while Franklin is a 1v-many type. But then Shu summons his embryo, Balder, a giant land battleship... (laughs) 
and starts to bomb the enemies, forcing Franklin to recognize his failure. And that's when he triggers his final plan. Like, I really, I really liked when Shu's just like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> Big old <Yep>. battleship. <laughs> let me, uh, let me once again reshape the environment of the world. <laughs> yeah. Was, was the bomb plan C or plan D? The, the bomb is plan <coughs> D. So, so okay. plan A was trap everybody in the arena, kill all the newbies that come out, right? Yeah. Um, plan B was, uh, if Ray Starling manages to make it to me, make him suffer a horrifying defeat at the hands of the Ray Starling killer and show that no masters have a chance of standing up to me because I can always make a monster that counters everything you can possibly do. Yeah. Um, plan C is release all of the monsters from Pandemonium and have them raise Gideon to the ground. Yeah. And plan D is nuke Gideon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> Franklin sucks. Yeah, Franklin sucks. <laughs> He's just not a good guy. No, she's not. <laughs> Back in the arena, Figaro and Zunyu are just hanging around, chatting and watching Shu fight on the big screen. At first, it appears they won't be doing anything to help, but Figaro is actually keeping an eye on two other superiors in the Colosseum, namely King of Beasts and the Earth. And Zun Yu move, moves to kill something underneath the arena. That something is a drill worm that Franklin created as a nuclear bomb whose only purpose is to reach the surface and explode. Unfortunately for Franklin, the Earth chooses to interfere and he creates such solid, dense rock under the arena that the worm cannot hope to drill through it and is stuck in place until Zunyu is able to kill it with her warp magic. Yeah, the yep. Earth using his <laughs> one appearance in 15 books to just casually do something nobody could possibly fucking imagine doing. <laughs> it's just like, there's, there's something drilling up. Let me just make it so that it can't even move. Like, right. it's, it's crushed by pressure. It's not dead, it's just stuck. It's stuck. Permanently. And, and like, if it blew up there, it wouldn't affect anything. Yeah. <laughs> Franklin, back on his embryo, Pandemonium, realizes that even his nuke worm has failed before noticing that Shu has yet to attack Pandemonium, and remembers that he still has Princess Elizabeth. Just then, Ray appears behind him, and they have a conversation about why Franklin is doing everything. Franklin does see the people of Infinite Dendrogram as real and living, and is doing everything anyway, meaning he is basically Henry Kissinger. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's fantasy yes. Henry Kissinger. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and Franklin makes it clear that if, if he was in the same position in the real world, 
he would be Henry Kissinger here, too. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Franklin sucks. We, 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 we've, we've repeated this a lot, but yes. Franklin sucks. <laughs> Just a fucking absolute calamity of a person. <laughs> yeah. Where was I? Here we are. While they're talking, Marie secretly takes Elizabeth away, completely ending any hope of some semblance of victory Franklin had. Ray states his desire to punch Franklin and rushes him. Hugo, meanwhile, had been left unattended by Rook because Rook is also still a child and as smart as he is, is fucking stupid sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And found the motivation to do something. He rushes to Franklin's side to, in his own words, protect his sister, revealing what we already figured out, that Franklin was Francesca. Yeah. Anyway, Hugo appears in front of Ray and cuts his right arm off. Ray keeps moving and grips Nemesis with his teeth and kills Hugo before punching Franklin so hard with his charred left hand that the hand crumbles. However... When he did so, his fire gauntlet activated and murdered the shit out of Franklin. Yes. Pandemonium disappears and Ray falls to the ground, rescued by Nemesis and Silver. Thus ends the book. Yep, all over. It's it's done. It, uh, that's that's the story. Except for the half dozen epilogues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there legit, were a lot. Legit the book ends halfway through the book. Yes. <laughs> you get the you, you reach the fucking end point and you're like, "Huh, there's still so many pages left." Yeah. <laughs> we stop in with Marie who tells us that Healer's reattached Ray's right arm, but because the left is just gone, it can't come back unless he gets the death penalty or has a superior job heal him. Um and the only superior job in in altar that could do that belongs to somebody you don't want to fuck with ever yep. for anything. Also, Ray has a ton of nicknames knocking around. Some fun, some strange. Would you like to go through a couple of them, John? I have these earmarked <laughs> in my book. I don't. Uh, sure, we can go through them. Uh, let me let me find them real quick. Isn't there? I, I think his best one that he, he he's he stuck with was unbroken unbreakable or unbreakable yeah yeah and, and, and that's a pretty good, good. One. ray ray starling the unbreakable that's a that's a good nickname to have yeah um there there's three others that are mentioned uh isn't there like the the prince of something or other well the first one is dark paladin because he's a paladin, but he looks like he should be fucking an evil overlord. Yes. <laughs> and he rightly does not like that nickname, even though he chooses to dress like this. <laughs> yes, but is completely oblivious to it all the same. Yeah, he, he does not recognize that he looks like a complete terrifying demon at all times. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the next one is Prince on the Silver Steed, which is, 
It's accurate. It's accurate, but it's missing something. And the last one is, this is the one I wanted to talk about. The light and dark wielding hero clad in violet and crimson. <laughs> is this this is the one from uh the the emo. Yes, yeah, so she absolutely is the one that created this name. It doesn't say it in this book, but she is. Juliet yes. is the one who created the <laughs> Hold on, let me read it again. If I can left the page. The light and dark wielding hero clad in violet and crimson. that's Juliet to a T so (laughs) chuny so fucking chuny Juliet is so ridiculously chuny yes (laughs) let's see then we jump to Shu, Figaro, and Soon Yu having a private after party where they discuss what they're going to do going forward and why they think King of Beasts and the Earth were there and also didn't do anything. And, and what it boils down to is basically Zunyu's hanging around the capital because she's still watching after that kid from before. Figaro yeah. gonna be dueling shit. Yeah. And now that she is more, like, public-facing, he has no reason not to join in the war effort, so he's planning on doing that. Yeah. Like, he kind of ended up having to show himself here, whereas before it wasn't necessary for him to. So. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And also, I guess the Earth was there because he knew that Franklin was attacking Gideon, which is weird that he knew that. I, I think the Earth was there because uh, it was the Battle of the Superiors. No, it, it is it, it is confirmed later when we get the uh, little, the like five pages of the Earth that he was there oh, because somebody right. told him about the thing right. underneath the arena. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, how did anybody know that? <laughs> Where did people get this information? <laughs> Why did they give it to you? I don't understand. <laughs> well, Caldina deals in all goods, and information is one of those. Yeah. Oh, right, right now. We then get a quick bit I entirely forgot ever happened, where we see the Earth kill Goblin Street again from miles away, and we learn his name, Fatoum. <laughs> I wish every book just had a couple pages dedicated to Eldridge dying. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I liked it. it. That's the the third book now where he's died. It's the second, because the first time they got killed, he wasn't there. But Okay, that's right. Yeah. Because the, the first time he was killed by Figaro. No. Th- they were killed they by They were Figaro. killed by Lele. They were the ones that got juiced by Lele. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And then they got killed by Zun Yu when Eldridge was there. And then yeah. they got killed by the Earth from literally, like, 8,000 kilometers away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked the, the part where everyone's just just still moving on this, uh, this caravan, and nobody apparently notices the, the creation and destruction of a mountain. Yeah. It's like, ah, there's a mountain there. Nope. No, there's not. 
There's a mountain again. <laughs> no, there there is no mountain anymore. The Earth just casually reshapes the environment. You know, he doesn't have to yeah. spend three billion dollars like Shu does to re- rearrange <laughs> geography. <laughs> he just does it. Mm-hmm. I legit forgot that we ever got this like little thing from his perspective. I did not realize we ever got the Earth's name. <laughs> yeah. So it was nice rereading this and realizing that, that no, they did give his name at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, then we see Hugo in the Triangle of Wisdom, a clan that is really just full of absolute nerds. And Franklin kicks yes. Hugo from the clan, claiming it's so Hugo can travel the world just like she did in real life. Uh, they drop their characters and have a bonding moment as sisters, and Hugo leaves. Yeah, but, but yeah, like, the insight into the Triangle of Wisdom was so weird for me the first time reading this. Because it's like, we just saw Franklin attempt to genocide an entire city, right? Uh-huh. And so you would think that the clan that Franklin leads would be full of fucking hor- horrendous, awful people. But they're really just people who want to build Gundams. Yeah. (laughs) Who seem to be kind of unaware of what it is Franklin is actually doing. Mm -hmm. I want to build Gundams. I I want to build Gundams too. Like, that'd be cool as shit. (laughs) It's a Gundam. After that, we meet up with Liliana at a mass funeral for the 61 T and soldiers that died as she thinks about how important masters will be in the next war, and hoping that her friend, First Princess Altimia, will see that. It's definitely, definitely not, not a hint at what the next fucking arc of the books is about. It's not at all a hint as to that. Absolutely Mm -hmm. not. Right. There's no other reason why they would be bringing this up right now at this time. <laughs> we get it. Move on. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a, if they want to be subtle about things, they bring shit up at, at the weirdest times where it's like, huh, this feels like it's going to be important. Yep. And it it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also Elizabeth escaped again. And then, and then we see that she's attending the revenge duel between Ray and Marie, and that ends the epilogues. Ray and Marie fight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I this pissed me off. <laughs> so. Do, so the epilogues do are we, done, right? Do we get an answer About regarding what? Ray and Marie? Oh, he lost. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't um, say that. It doesn't say that, but he says um, in one of these later extra stories that uh, most of his duels against the Rankers and Marie and shit were losses. Like, his 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 death count is way higher than his kill count. Okay. So you can assume he lost this one. Yeah. Um, and while that ended the epilogues, it didn't end the book. Holy shit! It just keeps going! <laughs> we get an extra story where Rook enlists Ray's help to meet the requirements for Lost Heart, the high rank version of Pimp. 
and Ray makes Rook teach Marilyn how to stand on a big ball. <laughs> yeah, I I liked this bit because it's like Rook Rook hands Ray the money. He's like, "Hey, just go make a meaningless request, and and I'll I'll do it." Right. And, and so Ray leaves and is like, "Oh well, stand on a ball. I mean that 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 should be easy." Like uh, he just saw somebody Spoilers, do it with another it monster. It wasn't. Yeah, because because Marilyn is a fucking triceratops. Yeah, <laughs> triceratops don't tend to stand on balls, Ray. Nope. <laughs> so what was supposed to just easily get Rook his fucking lost heart thing because he had already met all the other requirements and just needed to make some money doing the job turned into a whole day's affair mm-hmm. amazing Ray's an idiot um, oh and then Ray uses the gotcha and gets an evil cursed piece of armor that inflicts three debuffs in exchange for three HP regeneration per second but his boots eat the curse, and it becomes just an evil-looking piece of armor that heals one HP per second. This would be Ray's main chest armor for the foreseeable future. So I thought that this was short-sighted. What? Because I, I wouldn't have wanted the grudge to eat the curses. Oh no, I wouldn't have either. Because he could just he he could have yeah. just kept the curses around. And then when he wants to use the flag flying the reversal, um, equip that piece of armor and then reverse the the immobile, the doom and the bleeding or whatever it was. Yeah. And all of those are going to be fantastic reversed. Yes. They they would absolutely be great reversed. And, and I thought that and was where it was And you still have the 3 HP regen per second and... I mean, let's be real, you're going to be using Miasma, so you'll have the Poison reversed, and you'll have the Weakened, so you'll be stronger. Like, but g- let's give, also me, be give me honest. debuffs. But let's also yeah. be honest, that is way too big of a, an upgrade for Ray this early. Yeah. And it is it is funny that his boots just eat the curse. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he has no choice over the matter. The boots just do it. <laughs> Um, He also has a hook where his left hand should be now So he can ride silver while fighting Really living up most to the Dark Paladin nickname (laughs) Oh, and we also get introduced properly to Juliet Who is one of the more fun supporting characters (laughs) Using infinite dendrogram to go full chuny She's great Like, like she absolutely hurt her her player decided my character is going to be Chuni. I like, mean, shit. Let's just let's get over there. Where <laughs> where where is she talking? Okay, we're almost there. <laughs> she chuckled in a curious manner. We haven't been in one another in one another's presence since our last immortal battle two nights ago, light and dark wielding hero clad in violet and crimson. Yeah, so chuny. <laughs> oh yeah, I haven't seen you since our sparring match two days ago. So do you know something about this capsule? Verily, 
The coffer seals a maledicted artifact soaked in blood and tainted by grudge. The mark of rarity speaks volumes about the treasure's power, but alas, that power might prove to be a double-edged blade that gnaws at the wielder's heart. This is just how she talks, all of the time. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love her. Um, let's see. Oh, we're, we're at the last paragraph. I swear, I swear, there are no more tricks. The book will be over after this. After this paragraph, but not after... It's still two things remaining. Um, finally, we see a bit of Ray's normal life as he goes through college entry procedures. We get a brief snippet of two major characters for the future talking, and we learn Francesca, or Franklin, lives on the same floor of the same building as Ray. And and yep. she doesn't recognize him passing in the street, even though his character is literally just him with, like, European features and blonde hair. Yep. Like, it's the same guy. It's literally the same person. <laughs> yep. Um, and then we get a bookend for this first arc where Ray travels to a place that grows fruit to save a girl, this time Elizabeth, and kills a pure dragon tear worm to save her. And now the book is over. Yay! Like, that last segment was really just like the author wanted to end it the same way he started it. Yeah. It, it was. <laughs> the exact same way. The exact same way. Um, so what did you feel about was, this book? It was good. It was, it was a pretty good book. Uh, what about Infinite I mean, Dendrogram as a whole, actually? Uh, I, I thought that, like, it really is, like, one book and then uh, a collection of short stories. Yes. And... <laughs> And it was it was weird having all of that in there, but I mean all of it was good. I mean yeah. it, was, it was all enjoyable to read. There wasn't any, none of it felt like fluff. All right, yeah. maybe the the lost heart thing was fluff. <laughs> uh, it might be actually. Rook doesn't play a whole lot of a a role in the next arc, so yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if the lost heart thing matters too much but every, everything else is like pretty pretty important for going forward yeah um so yeah uh, I mean it was it was a good book and it it did some setting up for the future between the uh the first princess master hate and um uh Ray's equipment thing. That's something you didn't talk about. Uh, which now, now that he has the ability to just eat curses, uh, he goes and, and and eats curses for oh the, yeah the paladin guard, the royal guard. Um, they they just have storerooms full of cursed gear because they're they're good. They're just cursed, right? So he just goes in there and he he eats a bunch of curses and then he gets to pick one of them to to take home and listen i'll tell you this it feels like that should be more important than it is gotcha maybe when the war starts kicking up again um that'll come back and be important 
but like 10 books later that has not mattered which is why i didn't okay. feel the need to to mention it yeah <laughs> so like yeah. also nemesis keeps saying like oh yeah once i once i approve a weapon we'll get another weapon for you that you can use yeah, not when i'm happen. in human form and again 10 books later there's still not another weapon Ray has that he can use. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I, I thought this book was pretty good. I thought that the arc as a whole was pretty good. Uh, I mean, book three kind of sucked. It's a real good sucked, first arc. But... but <laughs> yeah, book three is just, like, general, pretty good. lead up. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. A, it's a pretty good first arc for a, for a light novel. I'm looking forward to you know, a year or from now when we can or more read the next one. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that was this episode of Glowing Week Point. That it was. This is season five, episode 12, I believe. Oh, wow. That was a pretty good, that was a pretty quick recap. Uh-huh. It was. Uh, and, uh, it would, it would be really helpful to us if you would share this with someone who, um, hmm. What, what are you thinking? Well, I'm trying to think of, like, whether I want to do, uh, likes Russian rock music or... Is a uh, butler? Yeah, is a butler or, you know, is, like, Henry Kissinger... Uh, no, do not share this with someone who's like Henry Kissinger. I would like our I would like our listenership to grow, but not if it's Henry Kissinger listening. He doesn't deserve this. Uh, share this with someone. Yeah, share this with anyone, and, really, except yeah. Henry Kissinger. <laughs> or those like him. Or those like him. Um, and we'll see you next week for our end of season and end of year episode. It's really just the end of year. I yeah. Mean, I mean, it, it's both, but it, it's mainly the end of year. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I hope you all have a very Merry Christmas. A reminder that Christmas is a commercial holiday. I'm not excluding any uh, uh, <laughs> religions here. Um. <laughs> Listen, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, um, Happy Festivus. Happy New Year's. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, we'll, uh, we'll see you again before New Year's, but still. Enjoy your Kwanzaa. Um, I think I, I learned a couple months ago. It wasn't a couple months ago. It was a while ago. Isn't Kwanzaa like a fake holiday? Basically, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's more real than Festivus is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But like somebody just it, made it up, Festivus right? From Friends, I think. I don't know. It's it's. I've never a, heard of Festivus. Yeah, it, Kwanzaa is based off of uh, African harvest festival traditions. So. Okay. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Festivus. Happy Kwanzaa. Anyways, we'll we'll see y'all shortly before the New Year's.
and have a super solstice. Ooh. Right. Oh, when is that? Is that like... It's to- tomorrow. That, that's tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I hope you had uh, a super solstice because this will come out after the solstice. Yeah. Happy winter. Winter's just beginning. Yeah. Tomorrow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yesterday, for those of you listening to this. People forget that. Well, I might get this out Friday. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, if if it comes out on Thursday, uh, go watch the Ursids meteor shower. Oh, is, the, is there a meteor shower happening? Yeah, on, on Thursday. Oh, that's cool. Will it be visible where I am? Uh, I don't know. You said it was Ursids? Ursids Meteor Shower. Let me see where it's going to be. This doesn't matter at all. Y'all can skip this if you want. Just have a good night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what is that? Best viewing locations across the U.S. this year will be across the West, Southwest, and Texas. Oh, I'll be able to see it. I will not, because there is a expansive storm system developing across the eastern half. Damn. Uh, our, our temperatures are going down. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll try and get out there to look at that, then. Yeah, the next... Thursday is uh, the high of 47, and then after that, uh, it's a high of 21, and then 27, and 34, so it's going to be cold. (laughs) Fun. Anyways, thank you for listening. Uh, It's been wonderful having you this year. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Don't play Homescapes. Bye.